On this episode of Too Many Books, we interview Jack Wilkie about his book, Church Reset. Welcome back to Too Many Books, the show where we go through that stack of books that you have on your desk, tell you which ones to move to the top, the bottom, or get rid of altogether. I'm one of your hosts, Jack Dodge, and joined by Jack Wilkie. Jack, how are you doing today? Doing great. You? Doing well. Getting ready to move. That's right. New job. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that the podcast doesn't go on hiatus. We already had the virus hiatus. No moving hiatus. We can't we can't do two. <laughs> I have to stack up some recordings, but we'll get it done. Yeah, I'll have to read a little more before I get uh, get rolling in here and things like that. That's true. It's a little hard to read when you're packing boxes and <laughs> yeah. setting up and all that. Well, today. We've got an interesting episode. Interesting for me because this is the first one of these that I've done. I suppose this is uh, this may be the first of a few we'll do for you. Who knows? Maybe this will be the last book you ever write. Maybe you're <laughs> done now. You got two under your belt and you're you're finished. But we're going to interview you on one of your books. That's right. Uh, we're excited to to do this. I'm excited to do this. Uh, and for those of you listening, we're actually going to give away. Three of these throughout the episode. One physical copy and a couple ebook copies. If you're into those things, I'm I'm not. You can't you can't see those. How am I that's supposed true. to know if I have too many books? If they're well, not? it doesn't look as impressive on your shelf either. That's right. How are people supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to feign intelligence if I don't have a huge stack of books on my desk? We're going to give away three of those. The way that's going to work is throughout the episode. We'll have some word uh, probably related to the book, or maybe I'll just come up with some weird words. I don't know. We haven't really figured those words out yet. But I'll, I'll mention the word and let you know what email you send it to. That email will be strongchurchministries at gmail.com, and I will give those to the, the first people to email whatever that particular word is. So that's how that'll work. When you hear that, there'll be some little... I don't know, jingle. Maybe I'll sing a little ditty for everybody to <laughs> lead into the giveaway code. Uh, then you'll send those and we'll uh, we'll get those books to you. So uh, here is the description of this book and then we'll get right into the interview. Shouldn't church be more? If you've ever driven home on a Sunday with that question on your mind, you're not alone. When we read about the church in the Bible, there's a beauty and an appeal to it that so often seems missing. In our busy, distracted, consumeristic world, it seems as though becoming a self-sacrificial, tight-knit, Christ-like family like the early Christians is a pipe dream. In Church Reset, God's design for so much more, Jack Wilkie traces the problem back to its roots to show how we've deviated from God's plan and how we can get back on track. How we can stop operating as an organization and start How can we stop operating as an organization and start living like a family? How do we stop creating church customers and start making dedicated disciples? How do we abandon man-made strategies and rediscover the power of God's design? Church Reset casts an exciting vision for what Christ Church can be by pointing back to what it was meant to be from the very start. All right, lots to get into. Let's get on with the interview. All right, Jack, let's let's start with this question here. What is what's the main thrust of this book? I mean, we covered it a bit in the the description, but what's what what is the point that this book is trying to drive home uh, to us as the reader? Well, it really does start with that question at the top of the description, shouldn't church be more? Um, that was something that that really has been on my mind for years. And, 
you know, I would I'd view these these problems, these things that we needed to work on, areas in, in which I felt like the church I was a part of was was lacking, but also, you know, some things that uh, you just kind of see as, as across the board. And it feels, I mean, you read Acts 2, and, and I've had a lot of other people talk to me about these same things where you, you just read and and you, you pay attention and you think, man, this show up at the building a few times, you know, a, a week and shake hands and, and kind of know each other, but not really and all that. It, it's There's got to be something more. And there's been attempts to get around this uh, to to you know fix this problem but i really felt like the attempts didn't necessarily go back to the bible for their answers and therefore they didn't end up looking like that as well and so it, it really was an attempt to scrape everything down to the bare minimum and say what is church in biblical terms and if we do that maybe we can get to this this more that church was supposed to be and so that that idea nagging in the back of my mind is kind of the the driving force and, and so I read a lot of books in fact I, I reviewed two or three of them on this podcast about discipleship about community about a lot of these things we talk about I must have read 15 20 books and, and talked with people listened to sermons listened to podcasts for a couple of years and I somebody asked so when is this co- well, you know you've been talking about this and writing articles about this when is it coming out in book form and i was like i had no plans to write a book and just kind of <laughs> sat on that idea for a while and i don't know why it was it was almost exactly a year ago one day i was sitting in my office and i walked up to the dry erase board and started outlining problems and solutions and biblical principles you know i just wrote down a whole long list of them and then put them in an order of how to address them. And I'm like, well, that's a book. Let's start writing. And here we are. All right. Very good. Um, and, well, I was going to I was gonna ask, which you kind of already covered this, what made you want to write this? It's It seems very personal. It's a very personal deal for you. Just in the course of your study, you were kind of hit with this. Well, not just study, but even your regular worship service. You were going, man, something, something else, something more. There's something missing here. Uh, I think you, you laid that out pretty well with all of this. All right, we're going to be giving away the physical copy of the book first. If you would like to enter to win the physical copy of Church Reset, then message the word WAFFLE to our email address, strongchurchministries at gmail.com. Again, that word's WAFFLE. And the first one that sends me that is going to be the winner of the physical copy and i'll contact you and after after a couple days if there's no response and we'll move on to whoever the second one is Uh, i do want to ask about your structure uh, in laying out problems and solutions Mm -hmm. uh is this would this book be good for well i was gonna say a bible class setting but i mean uh is it how many chapters are in this thing? Break the book down for me. Chapters, pages, you have that info on you? You know, I uh, <laughs> I made a late change. Let me make sure uh, and check before I speak fully here. You added to the, the book later? Or you <laughs> removed some pieces? <laughs> <laughs> well, right before publication, I thought, you know, those two chapters should be three. And so there, there's an intro and a conclusion and then um, 12 chapters in between. Uh, comes up to about 180 pages. 
Um, and so the, sh well, sorry, go ahead, kind of flesh that question out again, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, well, I was asking about general structure sort of thing. The uh, You said you wrote down problem and solution. Do the chapters kind of work in that way? Do you, here's yeah. the problem, let's talk about solution now. Yeah, uh, you know, I start off with, uh, in fact, the first chapter is, shouldn't church be more? And, you know, kind of reading through Acts 2, you read through it in Mark where Jesus tells the disciples, you know, where Peter says, look, we've given up everything. Um, and Jesus says, well, yeah, what you're going to get is, you know, family. You know, and it's not just you get to go to heaven when you die, but it's you're going to get, you know, mothers and, and brothers and sisters and, you know, like houses. Not that you're going to own a bunch of houses, but that you're always going to have a place to stay. You know, like you're going to be taken care of in this mm -hmm. way. And, and so you put on that one in Ephesians 4 and the, the, the sections about the body. And going through that, I set up, man, this, this picture looks really big and, and beautiful and different than what we have. And so from there, I go into, okay, here's what we have and why it's a problem. And it, it's what I, just, I describe as business-like church. Church very much is a business. Um, you know, we, not that the building is wrong, but we have a location. That's where the church operates. There are, you know, people who are paid, uh, to, to put on church. And again, not that paid ministry is wrong. I'm a paid minister. You're a paid minister. Um, and their job is to get people to come to the church and to engage people in the church and, and put things on that, that people will be interested in the church. And you look at, well, what would a restaurant do? They would have a location. They would show people what they offer. You know, we'd call it a menu. They'd have, you know, people who make the meals for everybody else, and people would come, and they'd get their meal, and they'd go home. And so that business-like church structure that we have that is, is essentially the only structure you see in most cases, you know, I lay out why that's a problem, and then I go back to what I think is the linchpin of what church is supposed to be is the Great Commission. Um as you know generally when you say great commission people think evangelism uh, right. one of the the great lessons that stuck with me from bear valley uh, dr denny petrillo in teaching how to break down bible verses uses the great commission to show you know it, it's not there's a lot going on here the command is make disciples the how to do that is going baptizing teaching well going and baptizing is evangelism teaching isn't teaching is you you build people up you know to be like jesus you essentially you do to them what jesus did to the 12 was you know it was a a exponential a multiplication kind of structure that he had in mind and that's what they did in the book of acts and that's what you know paul said he did was was teaching people to be like christ and um and so with that being the center then you can kind of build a, a vision of what church life would look like if that was the center rather than the building is the center, the event is the center, uh, even getting to heaven being the center or being a, a better, more moral person is the center. Jesus is the center and, and his great commission of teaching people to be like him is the center. And, you know, the, the church, as I said, the church life that builds out when you start from that is a lot different than the church life that builds out from any of those other motivations. And so that's what the second half of the book is about is how do we get there? What does this look like? And so um, that that's kind of the, the outline, the structure of it. All right, very good. Um, were there were there challenges in putting this together? You mentioned before like 15, 20 books. You had lots of conversations. Uh, were there 
challenges that you came across, maybe things that even challenged what you were thinking prior to the writing of it, uh, that as you went on, maybe kind of pushed you to go, okay, maybe I wasn't, maybe I wasn't even thinking about this in such a, uh, in such the right way that I, that I should. And now I've changed my own mind on some things. Were there, were there any challenges in kind of any sort of way for your writing process or learning process in this? Yeah, uh, to an extent. One of the big ones and, and something I hit on a lot and something that showed up in almost every single one of those books I read uh, that, that caused a shift in me was uh, on this idea of how do we get there, ju- you know, preaching sermons and teaching classes, while important and necessary, is not the answer. You know, that we every church does that, but not every church has the resulting you know, church life of what you see in the New Testament, and and that it's so much more hands-on, it, it, it's so much slower, and, and that, I think, is one of the challenges. I talk about that toward the end of the book of one of the things that is going to be difficult for people is this is slower. You know, if you open up a, a church, you get some funding, you get a nice building, you can, you know, put on programs for all ages or whatever else, you've got something people will come to. If you're, you're model is okay a few of our mature people are going to take a few of our less you know our, our you know younger more you know, or whatever else less mature christians and train them and take a time take time and maybe a year or two and build them up and so now we've got two people who can make disciples and those two go and make disciples and now we've got four that's really slower and it's not something that we can do in 30 minutes a week it's not something um you know the the model that I had been using to try and pursue that is one that I, I've, for my conclusion, and I, I, you know, I go into why in the book is not one that's that's going to work. You know, that the the sermon and the Bible class have their place, but there was something deeper and and again slower that we have to commit to if we're going to get there, and that's challenging. That's challenging for me. Uh, that. Uh, is one of those things where, you know, if you've ever, like, gone on a long walk or, you know, I'm from Colorado, walking up the mountains and you stand at the base of one and you, you kind of look at the top and go, oh, that, I, I got to get up there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's kind of that realization of, oh, there's no quick path to this kind of church life, uh, to a church life that's more like, you know, what we see in the Bible. It's going to take a really long time but it's worth it, and so that that to me was something that um, was very eye opening in the reading, and, and that was, as I said, my conclusion. All right, very good. It sounds sounds like this is a rather practical book, at least in the second half. Which, uh, full disclosure, I I haven't read it. I'm sure that it, he's selling me on it right now. That's the that's his goal is uh, to get one more sale on the book just from his <laughs> co-host who hasn't read it at all. Uh, but it, it sounds very practical uh, in that it doesn't just say, hey, we don't look as much like the church as we should. Uh, and that, you know, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And then right. you're finished. That you're giving some you know, practical steps towards that end. Along Alongside that, practical steps, lays out the problems, gives some solutions. All right, this is the entry for the first ebook copy of Church Reset. If you would like to potentially win this copy, 
then email the word pancakes to strongchurchministries at gmail.com. And if you're the first one, I'll reach out and contact you after a couple days. I'll go to the next person if there's no reply. Again, that's the word pancakes to strongchurch at gmail.com. Who is this book for? Would you give this more towards the minister, to the elders? Would you give it towards just the general Christian? Who did you have in mind, I guess, when you wrote it, and who should pick this up? That's a good question. That's something I I, I actually go directly into uh, at the start of one of the chapters is who should pick this up? Who was I intending to write for? And really, it's everybody. I know a book you know, about church and church structure and, and church practice is naturally going to shade a little bit more towards preachers and elders, you know, uh, toward, well, just people in ministry. Um, but I didn't want it to be, here's something for ministers, because one of the biggest emphases of the book is church is about what everybody brings. You know, it is the body of what every joint supplies, Ephesians 4, and, you know, First uh, Corinthians 12, no part of the body can say, I don't need you. And so, uh, you know, I kind of get into why that distinction of is this a member book or is this a leader book is part of the problem that we have. And so I, I really want it to be something for everybody where if you're a, a, a member in the pews, not a minister, not a deacon, not an elder, whatever else, um, you can pick this up and start practicing certain things within your church, even if your church leadership isn't on board and not in an undermining way, but just, hey, I'm going to try and do what Jesus did. I'm going to try and build relationships like he did. I'm going to you know, uh, just try and build up other people and, and, you know, bring them to maturity in the same way, anybody can start these steps. And so it it is really uh, for everybody. I think, you know, if I'm being honest, an elder or a minister might get more immediate use out of it, but that doesn't mean you're, again, I'm not trying to be insulting by using the term your average member, um, I certainly wanted it to be something they could pick up and, and make use of as well. Okay. Well, very good. Are, are there any, uh, before we talk about where you can get the book, uh, are there any things that you wanted to add or make mention of that we that we haven't been able to cover in the interview yet? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think, um, you know, just... If you get a hold of the book, you know, see what you think of it. Um, I, obviously, there are some things I'm advocating that people aren't going to agree with, but I think on the whole, the idea of shouldn't church be more is an idea a, a lot of people have. That's one of the, the um, things that really kept me going was when I kind of put it out there that I have this book project. I had a lot of people reach out like, yeah, that's I feel the exact same way every Sunday. You know, you have that conversation where, you, you know, back before the virus stopped all this but where you shake somebody's hand and hey how are you good how are you and that's it you know and people are just dying for more than that people are dying for connection and community and 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 a purpose and living for something else and you realize in christ in the great commission in the church we've got all of that and it it, to me i guess yeah the the one thing i want to add and what i'm trying to get at is I'm a bit of a contrarian. I'm a bit of a, a person who sees things in the opposite way of a lot of other people. And so I, I wanted to fight hard to make this not, boy, everything we do is terrible. And, you know, I hate the system. And so I'm going to just, you know, go go against it just because it's 
man, there's something really exciting that God had in mind for us, and it, it, it's just sitting there for us if we'll do it. You know, it, it as much as as great as church can be, as much as we might love our church family as is, you know, the the idea of people talk about heaven on earth. You know, I know people go to like lectureships and stuff and come back and go, oh, that feels like heaven on earth. Church can kind of be that. Not that it's perfect, but that we have this these loving, strong relationships. We have the the purpose and the the community around doing God's will and. Um, so I, I really hope the message comes out as a very exciting one and not a cynical one. Uh, very good. I, that's a, I think an important point to make, especially, uh, I, well, I, I, I'm a contrarian on some things too. Um, I don't know as, as much as you're, I mean, maybe I just don't mention it as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I just can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> we've both been accused of of things like hey quit criticizing you know there are good things too and right. making the point of you know there are good things we're just there are also there's room for improvement and uh it sounds like you've done a very good job laying this stuff out i'm i'm going to check the book out and i hope people listening if they don't win the free book uh, will also go check it out where can we get it where is this available all right you can get paperback or uh kindle on amazon um or you can get them at focuspress.org. Uh, they're the same price uh, in both places. We get a little bit more money uh, to the Focus Press ministry if you buy it through us. The other thing is through focuspress.org, um, you can get a bulk discount. Um, uh, there's, a, I think, a 15-book level and a 25-book level. Uh, we've had a few purchases like that of people wanting to use them for their small group or for a Bible class, and so... Um, if you check it out, you know, you, maybe you pick it up from Amazon, but you want to buy more and, and do something like that, um, then focuspress.org is the place to get those uh, for that use. All right. Well, you've heard where to get it. You've heard all about the book. So go out and get one. All right. This is the entry for the third and final copy of the Church Reset book. This is the ebook version of the book. And if you would like to, an opportunity to win this, then message the word coffee to strongchurchministries at gmail.com. We'll respond to the, the person who wins. After a couple days, if there's no response back, we'll move on to whoever number two is. So go ahead and send in the word coffee to strongchurchministries at gmail.com for your chance to win this ebook copy of Church Reset. All right, that was our interview for Church Reset by our own Jack Wilkie. Jack, thanks for being here for this interview. It was it was good. I know it's I know it's hard to uh, talk about your own stuff. It is, uh, especially no, on your own podcast. That we do. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we wanted to do this. I I wanted to to make sure that something like this happened because. Uh, uh, this being your your second book, I know the the work. I've been a part of the process. Uh, it, I've heard about your process as you've gone through the writing. I know you put a lot of work into this, so uh, yeah, appreciate it. Whatever we can need to make sure that that gets out to people because you put a lot of work into this, and uh, I think the the proof's already out there. People are working on getting it and uh, enjoying the book themselves. So. Next episode, here in a couple weeks, you conducted an interview with Lance Mosher about his book, Searching for Brandon Basin. It's a uh, 
It's Christian fiction. Which Our is, first fiction book on this pod, if I remember correctly. Hey, I think you're right. I think you're right. And uh, Very Christian good book. fiction, not a uh, not a category just outside of this podcast that I, I see dealt with all that often. So when that was on our radar, they are like, hey, cool, check it out. And as you said a second ago, uh, while I was talking over you, <laughs> um, good, you said good read. So uh, good interview with Lance. We'll have that up here in a couple weeks, uh, two interviews in a row, and then we will get back to, uh, I think, some of our normal books. But we hope to do more of these interviews with uh, these uh, Church of Christ writers and the books that they're putting out because... It's good content. So, all right. Thanks for joining us for Too Many Books. Hope that you go ahead and add this book to your stack. Happy reading.